Hi, it's Ken here. Welcome along to this new podcast. This one's with Chris from a recent chat that I had on Instagram Live. Now, Chris is an English teacher based out in Nashville, out in the United States, and really cool guy. And he came up with some fantastic tips for English learners. Uh, we talked really about uh, different ways that students can actually learn English, different ideas, and um, go-to things that he uses for his students. And it was really, really interesting chat that we had. So I'll let you listen to it and see what you think. And you can give Chris a follow on Instagram, Language with Chris is his uh, tag, is his name. And uh, you'll find some interesting stuff on his page. So I hope you enjoy this little chat we had, and I'll see you at the end. Bye for now. Hey. It's coming through. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm very well indeed. How's your day been? How's your weekend been? It's been pretty chill. Uh, like, I haven't really done a whole lot. I've been, like, binging old reality TV shows. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. It's what dreams are made of. Absolutely. Living the dream, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so th thanks very much for coming along. I mean, uh, we've not really known each other that long, you know? Uh, hey, that's okay. I'm happy to meet you. I'm really excited. To, whenever I, like, see other cool teachers on Instagram, I'm really happy to, like, follow and see what they're doing. And I actually learn a lot from the stuff that other teachers, including you, um, yeah. So, so I'm really happy to meet you and talk to you, and I'm really happy that my followers can do the same. Absolutely. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Do you want to introduce yourself to everyone that's here? Maybe maybe a few people don't don't know you, Chris. Sure, do yeah. To, do you want to say hello to everyone? <laughs> of course, yeah. Hey, everyone. <laughs> my name is Chris, and I am a native English speaker from the United States. I live in a place called Nashville, Tennessee. Wow, fantastic. In like the southeast of the United States. And I've been teaching English for about four years. Uh -huh. And I'm a total nerd for like, <laughs> for like grammar and pronunciation stuff. I get excited when I learn new words and idioms. I, really? I love all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. How long have you had your Instagram page, Chris? I think a couple of years now, honestly. Like, I started out and I was, like, just, like, kind of seeing if I wanted to do anything with it. But then I started meet, meeting, like, other teachers and, like, students, the people that are, like, re regularly active on my page and everything. Hey, Anna. Hey, everyone. Hey. People saying hi. <laughs> oh, is, this, is this yours, is it? <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, just, just a couple of years. Um, I think you've you've only had yours for like six months, right? I have, Chris. Yeah, well, less. Than, I actually started it a few months. Well, maybe about a year ago, I think. But I did nothing with it, and mm -hmm. I, I lost all I lost all touch with social media, you know. And then mm -hmm. I started it again about two, three months ago. I had a bit of inspiration, and uh, mm -hmm. it's just kind of it's just kind of kept rolling and rolling and rolling, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So it's been been up. For about two two months, two and a half months now, properly, you know, doing constant videos. I'm useless. I'm absolutely useless at design. 
you know, it's well, I don't know. It looks, on Instagram. it looks like you're doing a pretty good job. Oh, no, I'm, I'm totally, uh, I, you know, if I look at a color, I say it's blue and it could be any color, you know, I've just got no okay. design aspects <laughs> at all, you know. This is why I like doing the videos. I enjoy doing the videos, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, they look very, like, aesthetically pleasing. You've got, like, your, your uh, what do they call that? The Your watermark in the middle so nobody can steal your stuff. And, like, you have <laughs> your picture and everything. I think it looks great. I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. It actually takes me less time to do a video than it does an image, you know. So I, I stick to the videos, you know. Okay. I, actually use the vi I actually use the videos from... Uh, um, my day-to-day -day classes, you know, I, I pick up the points from there and I kind of I roll it out in the, uh, in the, in the videos, you know. Mm -hmm, so, yeah. mm -hmm. so are you teaching face-to-face, -face, Chris? Are you doing um, classes over in Nashville? I love you know, that name, Nashville. It just conjures like so music and everything. You know? Oh, yeah. Nashville. Yeah, they call it Music City. Yep, everybody here... Yeah. Everybody here has like their normal job, and then they have their Nashville job where they're some kind of musician. Uh, except really? for me, of course. I <laughs> am not talented with music at all, not even a little bit. Um, but when it comes to classes, I only have one in-person uh -huh. class, and it's just a one-on-one -on -one thing that we do at a cafe. But all, yeah, everything yeah. else that I do is like totally online. Online. I mean, it must be difficult in in the states because. I don't know, is there a lot of um, kind of non-native speakers where you are that are looking um, to learn English face-to-face? -face? Yeah, there, there's a huge market, especially here in, in Nashville. Like, there are so many immigrants that come from all over the place. We have oh, really? Like a huge, we have a really big, um, like, Hispanic community here. There are a ton of, there are, like, a lot of refugees that come here from a bunch of different countries. Right, um, we have a lot of Kurdish people. We have a lot of Persians. Wow. Um, yeah, there's people from everywhere here. Like, like uh, it depends on what part of the city you're in. You can like, you can almost immerse yourself in a totally different culture. So, wow, fantastic, fantastic. I've, I've been in a few countries, but I've never actually visited the States, you know, never, oh. never, never. You should I come visit. Yeah, I would like to, you know, I think it's kind of a world into itself, you know, mm -hmm. stage, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think, I don't think you need to travel abroad to get, you know, different cultures in, in the States, you know. Yeah, that is a really good point. A lot of people, a lot of my students will ask me, like, what's it like in the United States? And I'm like, that is a giant question. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a pretty big place. I can, I almost can't even tell you what it's like in Nashville. Like, it's, a really big place with a bunch of different everything different people different cultures yeah. different food um yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah i like it here i love i love nashville a lot we just need a beach i wish we had a beach <laughs> really yeah is it a big city i don't know i don't know anything about it at all um it's growing it's one of the fastest but you know that's what every city in in the united states says they they're always like yeah, um yeah. It's one of the biggest or one of the fastest growing cities in the United States. It was in the top five, blah, 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 blah. Um, but we've got like, I don't know, it's not really that big when I compare it to like other metropolises like New York City or something like that. It's definitely much smaller mm. than that. 
But if you're coming from a place, like I was raised in like kind of a small city in the South called um, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, coming right, here yeah. from, uh -huh. or coming here from there, it was like, oh my God, wow, this place is huge. But <laughs> then when I went to New York, I was like, oh my God, I could never, could never live in a place like New York City. I would never, uh, like absolutely just not. crazy, is it? Yeah. It's, it's like where, where, where I live in Bangkok, you know, the, I think the population's 10 million. And where, oh, where, no. I come, where, where I come from in Scotland, the whole country is the population of 5 million, you know? Oh, wow. So, it's, so it's, <laughs> everything's condensed into this kind of, you know, small mm -hmm. space, you know? It's, it's crazy, you know? Crazy. They've wow. got something like a quarter of a million taxis in, in Bangkok, which... Wow. You know, it's more, ta more, more than cars in the whole of Scotland, I think. You know? mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. I've been to Bangkok once. I think it was, yeah, it was actually 10 years ago. Almost, almost my oh, second really? anniversary of going there. I remember how when I got off the plane, I was just inundated with humidity. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so humid, and I was, like, having trouble breathing, and, yeah. uh, gosh, that was, that was pretty, and it was just pretty crowded, just a whole rainbow of smells, and so, uh -huh. I was, oh, man, it was, it was crazy, but it was, it was fun shopping there. I can definitely oh, tell you that. I think that's. Bangkok, Bangkok people's uh, favorite pastime is going to the shopping malls, I think, you know. Mm -hmm. you know They're so huge there. Oh, my gosh. They're giants. My mum and dad came over here uh, last year, and they were, took them to the shopping malls, and they're just looking up. You know, mm -hmm. where does this end, you know? Yeah. yeah. So many floors. Did they go to the, what is it called, the Paragon? Is that Siam Paragon, yeah, Siam Paragon, mm -hmm. that's right, yeah, the, that's, that's the, what we call the high soul, the high society kind of oh, um, uh -huh. shopping mall, you know, where mm -hmm. all the designers are and everything, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah. I so, remember yeah, so, going there and I thought that you could haggle with people everywhere and uh -huh. I went into this lady's shop and I was <laughs> like, how much for this shirt? And she told me, I don't know, she said like, 50 baht or something. I don't know. And I was like, mm, I'll give you 15. And then, <laughs> and, and I was like trying to like assert myself as like a tourist that you don't want to mess with. And she's like, no, it's, <laughs> it's 50. And I was like, and I was like, no, I'm not going to pay. And then she started screaming at me. <laughs> and really? I was like, okay, okay, fine. Fine. I'll pay. I'll pay whatever you want. <laughs> Two dollars, fifty baht, two dollars, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was like trying to like, gosh, so there's so much like cheap stuff there, and I brought mm. back a ton of knockoffs, so many knockoffs that came home. I I got my mom a uh, a purse, and I think instead of coach, it said couch or something. Like <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, um, Bangkok, Bangkok's a city of kind of um, contrast, you know, there's the, there's the cheap stuff like that and then there's the really expensive mm -hmm. stuff next door, you know, mm -hmm. and they're, they're, they're building a kind of sky train all around the city just now, so we've mm. got the lower half of the city and then we're going to have the upper half of the city, you know. Oh, wow. So, so much contra uh, contra contrasts around mm -hmm. the city, you know. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's good fun, you know, good fun. So I've I've been here ten years now, so probably arrived here just just as you were leaving, you know. Yeah, it sounds and, like uh, it. I can't, I remember came, I came here in nineteen ninety six, I think nineteen ninety seven, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, I always said to myself that I would come back and live in Bangkok, and then I forgot all about it. And then mm-hmm. 10 years after that, I think, something like that, you know, I ended up here again, you know, without even thinking about it, you know. That's so it was something. obviously my, my subconscious mind to, to come and live mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. You know? mm, so. so you do a lot of online teaching? Uh, yeah, I think I've done probably, let's see, I must be approaching like my 2000th class or something that I've taught wow. or maybe I don't know there's so I teach on I use a platform called Verbling to teach Verbling all right uh-huh and what's that I've it's, never heard of that it's kind of like have you heard of italki italki is a yeah, little yeah I've bit heard of italki yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. I used uh-huh. to use um italki they're basically basically they're the same thing but I yeah. like Verbling up a lot better just because of like I don't know it's kind of like Android versus iPhone, or mm-hmm. Verbling versus Italki. I just like Verbling a lot better because of their right, okay. formatting and everything. But yeah, I use okay. um, Verbling to like get my students, and sometimes I get requests on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, um, I do where, a lot of like where, online. Uh-huh. Where's your students come from? Uh, most of them lately have been Russian, Brazilian, and Spanish. Wow. Yeah, just, yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) Like, I talked to some other teachers, and they have, like, a completely different demographic, but I don't know. I I always ask my Russians, like, why are all these Russians picking me? I don't get it. Like, I, I love them, of course, but I just don't understand. And they're like, yeah, we like your pronunciation and this and that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> do, do you get a lot of students wanting to have the American accent? Um, you know, actually, most of my students, like, it's not like they want to be, like, undetectable among Americans, but they do uh-huh. prefer the American accent over the British accent or other uh-huh. accents out there. Um, but usually they don't tell me like I want a class where it I want to sound exactly like this person or something like that. Because um, yeah. usually if they do that, I let them know like, hey, you probably need a reality check. I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> uh-huh, but, uh-huh. What do you say to them that they they want the the accents? I get a lot of students and um, a lot of comments and students questions about. I want to speak with the British accent or I want to speak with the American accent. And I try and say to students, you know, to get an accent, um, the most important thing really is kind of having fluency, if you like, mm-hmm. first of all, you know. If you can become mm-hmm. fluent, then kind of, you know, the accent kind of follows on from that, if you like. You know, that's the way I kind of see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that similar to yourself? Well, usually when I – so I – like I think it was like maybe a year and a half ago, I had a student from Spain who, uh-huh. like our, our first class, he was like, all right, listen, Chris, I want to be able to go to, I think he was going to like, what was it, Washington? 
or something, Washington State. Uh -huh. um, and he was like, I want to be there, and I don't want anyone to know that I'm from Spain. All right. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is very unrealistic. I just let him know uh -huh. immediately. I was like, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And I yeah. told him, and I usually tell my students, like, we can work on little things, but a lot of it, like, you really have to be super dedicated to, like, recognizing these, like, patterns and speech and the connected speech, the differences between, like, the sounds in your language and the sounds in our language. And yeah. I, I just let him know, like, hey, I can help you with, like, things here and there, but if you want to, like, literally, like, do some accent reduction, like, the things that actors do before they perform a certain role or something, it's something uh -huh. that you have to do every day, and you have to spend a lot of time. It's not just something that you can do, like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to have a British accent now. Like, I can't even <laughs> do that, and I speak English as a native language, and it's hard for me to do a British accent. I don't, I think it's, like, when I try to do a British accent, I feel like Come it's on. offensive. Come on, it's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Come on. I don't need, okay. <laughs> so when I try a British accent, this is what it sounds like. And I think eventually it starts sounding a bit Australian. And I don't know. <laughs> I can't differentiate the two just because I usually don't listen or watch British television shows or listen to see I can't, I'm like going from like British to Australian back to American and it's like uh. <laughs> it's difficult <laughs> if I close if I close my eyes here I could just imagine right you know right <laughs> some some very very confused person right <laughs> I think I think yeah I think the Americans accent the um you, your vowels are very very long aren't they compared to the British one I right. think so. Would, yeah. I th yeah, we would say kind of like dog, but you would kind of say dog or something yeah, like that. You know? exactly. Kind of blind, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, a, that's the kind of stresses that you need to have, like, mm -hmm. right? You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I always tell my students that there are like a bunch of accents within the United States. Um, oh, I think yeah, a lot of, of course. like a lot of p people pick me because I have like kind of a centralized sounding accent, but I am oh, originally yeah. from the South. So when I get angry or excited, that's when like, you'll start hearing my Southern twang. My husband makes fun <laughs> of me all the time for it. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I, when I haven't spoken to my brother for maybe, you know, a month or two months, um, it takes me a couple of seconds to, to get into his accent again, you know. Just, mm -hmm. I, think in, I think in the UK, because it's such a small area, um, you know, if you travel maybe 60 kilometers any direction, the accent really kind of changes quite noticeably in some areas, you know. You know mm -hmm. if, I, if I travel maybe 70 kilometers north or 70 miles north, then the accent becomes really... Oh God! I would never. <laughs> Sometimes my students will send me videos of like different accents, whether it's like an Indian accent or an Irish accent or a Scottish or British or something like that. And they're like, "Listen, I want you to listen to this." And I'll listen. I'm like, "What are 
what are they saying? And they're like, exactly, what are they saying? I don't know either. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. What do you say to students? I get a lot of questions from students about, um, I don't have a native speaker to practice with. I don't know, do you oh. get that quite a lot? Mm -hmm. Um, Every once in a while, I do get students that tell me that. And I tell them like, you have to, there's, you, you've got to use the internet, honestly. Um, mm. Like, there's so many applications and websites out there that are totally dedicated to the exchange of languages and culture. Um, mm -hmm. Like, like I don't know, there's mylanguageexchange.com or there's italki, like we were talking about earlier. Uh -huh. There's uh -huh. couchsurfing, meetup.com, um, uh -huh. where you can either chat with a person online or uh, arrange a meeting in person if, a, if somebody is visiting your country or something like that. All right, uh -huh. that's a good idea actually, isn't it? Um, or you can schedule a class. Um, I think that a lot of people just think that a native speaker will just magically appear if they pray about it or something. And I'm just like, well, you need to like go out there and like find the person um, so that you can practice. Um, uh -huh. Like if, if I wanted to learn another language, I would ha I wouldn't just be like, well, I'm just going to wait here by the door and hope that somebody knocks. Do you speak they... any other languages, Chris? I speak Spanish. I understand Portuguese. I can speak like a little Portuguese. My yeah. Portuguese listening is a, a lot better than my speaking of course i feel like that's the case for a lot mm. of different people yeah, yeah but um i've studied i've studied farsi before but i have since wow. forgotten like pretty much everything whenever i hear it or whenever i see it written it's like deja vu it's like trying to remember a dream from a couple of days ago or something i studied french in college and almost failed that class because I was because I was studying Farsi at the time and I was also taking Spanish classes and oh, wow. uh, so I was like juggling everything and I basically just dropped it all <laughs> and uh -huh. all right. uh -huh. and then now I'm very passively very passively studying Russian um, well uh, yeah I saw that on your page yeah Russian yeah is that yes. because you have a few Russian students? It's for a couple of reasons. So, yes, I do have a lot of Russian students. And it's not that I, I don't speak any other languages in my classes. I always keep it 100% English. Um, mm -hmm. But I appreciate being able to know the kind of patterns that they have in their language so I can predict what, what we need to work on the most. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And I honestly just need to know how it feels for my student. Like if I give them like five pages of homework, I need to ask myself, would I be able to do five pages of homework or do I need to just yeah. be realistic? Somebody says, are you studying Farsi? Studying I'm, not Farsi studying, I'm not studying Farsi right now. Uh, I studied it in the past. Um, maybe, maybe sometime in the future I'll do it again, but not right now. You should be able to pick it up quite easily again. I mean, I studied French, um, you know, at school, and I kept it going for a few years, and then I forgot it. But then I visited Paris, and uh, within a day, 
it kind of you know came back you know and I was conversing with it again you know but then wow um, that's awesome that is really cool again. I yeah. always tell people that I know enough French to cause problems for myself <laughs> so <laughs> get yourself into be, problems right yeah it'd probably be better for me to just get out of translator or something I don't know <laughs> exactly exactly what do you say to students who you're talking there about um, students who um, you know, to, to meet up with an English, native English speaker, what happens if they don't have the confidence to do it? What do you say? Uh, honestly, I just tell them, like, hey, you, you, you have to get over that. Like, you can, you, how do you, I how think, you get over it, though? I think because that you be, should find uh -huh. a person that you vibe with. Everybody has, like, like, I have students that, started out extremely like really really nervous like they didn't even really want to schedule a class with me um, uh -huh. actually i'm gonna have a class with one of them today and uh -huh. later on like we started i was just like hey so like honestly like what do you like to do and then they tell me oh i like watching this and i like playing this game and i'm like oh cool i like that too like find i would suggest to find somebody that you're like on the same wavelength with somebody uh -huh. that you can relate to um, somebody that you feel comfortable with because there are plenty of different people out there and different kinds of people and honestly I don't get along with everybody there are a lot of people uh -huh. who are like oh, okay so you just teach everybody right and I'm like well honestly if I don't feel like I vibe with them right I'm like hey I don't know maybe you should probably consider a different person because it doesn't seem like we're it doesn't seem like it's working or something uh -huh. I think that you, you should find somebody that you are how do you make the first move, though? How do you make the first move? Because I know from, I mean, I've visited a few countries. I've lived in 10 countries around the world, you know, and the mm -hmm. same thing keeps coming up, that they're scared to approach or to make the first contact with a kind of native speaker. It's really, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really difficult for them. You know, I've seen it in Thailand where, um, you know, you, you go to ask someone something, and their face turns red, and they run in the opposite direction. Oh, uh, no. Oh, yeah, that's so sad. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know so, so honestly, I do this in, in, in the United States with other English speakers. <laughs> I feel that way. <laughs> I just feel, like, socially anxious, like, oh, my gosh, I want to talk to that person, but they're mm. probably too busy or too cool to talk to or something like that. And I just find some kind of way to break the ice. And mm. by that, I mean, like, just, I don't know, some, what I usually do is I compliment the other person. Because um, basically, I feel like everybody, what yeah, you, I feel you, like, so like, for example, if, if I saw a person, mm -hmm. um, like, let's say that there is a Russian in Nashville, and we're both at a restaurant or something, and they're sitting or standing next to me. I would say, oh, wow, I really like that shirt. Where did you get it? And then, right. I mean, I feel like that kind of, like, breaks down a little bit of a barrier because everybody likes talking about themselves or something that they like. <laughs> if they have this shirt, they probably don't hate it that much. They're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think you can, if you compliment that person and if you're genuinely just kind, to that other person, I mean, it's, I think it's fun to do. Everybody, I think that 
causing other people to smile helps you to smile too and that can point, and, actually good point that can actually. help a little i think yeah 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 funny i, I lived in china for a while and uh i lived in the, the northeast of china you know and my bedroom overlooked north korea it was that north it was that wow north, you know <laughs> and uh every time i walked down the street the chinese the people that I met would uh, come up to me and make the first move and start speaking to me, you know? You know, and mm -hmm. it was, I, I felt a bit like a superstar at, at the beginning, you know, because you couldn't walk for so many people wanting to speak to you. And wow. it totally took me by surprise, you know, um, mm -hmm. them making the first move to speak, you know? It was really refreshing to, to kind of mm -hmm. see, you know? And mm -hmm. um, they're very, very outgoing people, really outgoing. You know? That is awesome. That's really cool. I don't know how. So how did like, did that get old fast, or did you like always like, oh okay, hi, hello everyone, I'll sign your autograph and speak English. <laughs> well, actually, the second time that I went, um, I went with my mum and my uncle and uh, my auntie, and uh, we were in uh, Tiananmen Square in that area in Beijing, and everywhere they went people were coming up to my mum and ignoring me. Yeah. And they were, they were saying to my mum, can, can I take a photograph with you? You know, uh -huh. there were photographs all over the place. My mum was kind of, you know, I'm the, I'm the superstar today, you know. Oh, that must <laughs> have been I, like yeah. a team builder. Yeah, it was for her, you know. But when I, when I lived there the first time, and I thought every time I walked down the street, I didn't actually, I, I actually really liked it, you know. I really enjoyed it. There wasn't a time that I thought, "Oh God, stop! I need to move," you know, because you, mm -hmm. you're living in a you're living in a foreign country and everything's kind of exciting, you know. I was only there for six months, I think it was, so it was quite exciting, you know. I didn't get bored of it at all. Mm -hmm. The same thing when I came to Thailand the first time, I'd be on the subway and people would be staring, and uh, at first I thought, "Oh yeah," but then that became a bit. You know, it's like, what, what are you looking at? I'm getting paranoid, you know. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so uh, I, I, think, I think making the first move, you know, is really, really incredibly brave. When I'm mm -hmm. in Thailand and I want to speak Thai, sometimes I get really, really nervous, you know. And I think, mm -hmm. oh, God, are they going to understand me? What am I going to say, you know? And, uh, but I learned... When I lived in Spain, I started um, speaking Spanish, and what I would do is I would write dialogues in Spanish to, mm -hmm. to start practicing, you know. So I'd be, you know, going to the cafe, and I'd say, you know, what would I say? I would say, quiero un café con leche, por favor, and I would, they would say, what would, do you like anything else? Algo más, and I would have this dialogue, you know, and mm -hmm. it kind of gave me a lot of, lot of confidence to to get out there and start, um, you know, speaking, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it's, it's all about preparation, you know, all about mm -hmm. preparation, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, so is there any, I was going to say, is if there's anybody um, watching, if they want to ask any questions, feel free to, 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 to ask, you know, I'm very new to IG Live, this is, this, you're actually my first IG Live, oh, wow, person, you know, so, I, what an honor, <laughs> So That's I'm awesome. very, very, I'm very, very new to it, you know, so I can see these messages coming up, but they're going, mm -hmm. some of them, you know, I'm kind of having to get close to the screen to see them. Mm -hmm. So if anyone, if anyone has 
questions there, I'm more, we're more than happy to answer them, you know? Yeah, I see someone, there's all that. Mm -hmm. Someone here asked, um, let's see, give us some tips for the TOEFL exam. Um, do, you, do you help your students prepare for exams like the TOEFL or the IELTS or anything? No, what I do is I teach um, university graduates to work for oh. the airlines. Mm -hmm. um, oh, right. You know, yes, they're going to be. Yes. They have, a, they have, for some of the airlines, they need a TOEIC. And so they have a separate Thai teacher that will, um, that will teach them the, the TOEIC classes, you know, and to pass the TOEIC exam, if you like, you know. But as far as the, the official exams go, I don't really get involved in that. I, I, it's more kind of how to prepare yourself for for interviews in, in English and what do the, the airlines expect from you kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, kind of like confidence building, I guess, you know, to start talking about yourself and, right. you know, and this is my experience and this is what I've done and this is what I want to do and this is why I liked it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of more general conversation. Mm -hmm. what, about, what about yourself? Are you, are you teaching into TOEFL and IELTS? I usually, most of my students are preparing to take the IELTS exam, um, but I have, recently I got another student from Brazil who lives here in the United States now who is preparing mm -hmm. for the TOEFL exam. Uh -huh. um, and when it comes to exams like those, I always tell my students to not be afraid of being specific. Like, uh -huh. a lot of my students, like, a lot of my students, like, I'll ask them something like, so tell me about your job. And they're like, I'm an accountant. All right, okay. And I'm like, okay, and, like, what do you do? What does that mean? What is your, what does a normal day at work look like for you? Do you like your job, et cetera? And I'm trying yeah. to, like, teach them to kind of predict those like follow-up questions that an interviewer might ask them and just go ahead yeah. and give it in their initial answer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people are like really short in their responses. And I'm like, no, give me more, please. <laughs> that actually, I think that actually comes with confidence, doesn't it? I mean, I, I get that with my students. They'll say exactly the same to yourself. What do you do? Or oh, an accountant. And, uh, or what's your biggest experience, your greatest uh, achievement? Oh, my greatest achievement was graduating. So mm -hmm. what do you mean? Why was it difficult? You know, tell me more and tell me more from that, you know? Mm -hmm. So you want, you want to kind of build them up so that they're, I guess, the, you don't want the interviewer to kind of keep asking you questions because right. they, they'll, they'll end up getting pretty bored themselves, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, I always say that you don't want the person interviewing you to get bored or annoyed or confused uh yeah none of those things are good for the results um but yeah uh, i even tell my students to kind of sometimes be a little use more dramatic language because it's uh -huh. more like attention getting so instead uh -huh. of saying like the weather is nice you could say oh the this is perfect weather for going for a walk or going on a date or so just being like specific and like adding some like more colorful 
interesting language there. Absolutely, absolutely. In, in Thailand, we have a phrase or a word, and it's called overacting. And mm. uh, and uh, I always try and get students to kind of overact with mm -hmm. their with their stories. You know, it kind of ah, oh, and I couldn't believe it. This this thing happened. You know, kind of. You know, mm -hmm. uh, even though it could be the most boring story in the world, right. but if you if you put your kind of passion into it and, and mm -hmm. kind of overact with it, people will mm -hmm. kind of respond to that. You know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and it's a difficult thing to do. You know, to it comes with a lot with confidence for that, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to usually I have to practice for a while before a student like kind of catches on. And starts like uh -huh. answering those questions, and I'm I'm always like, okay, so what questions do you think I'm going to ask you according to the answer that uh -huh. you just gave? And they're like, well, probably oh, you're yeah. gonna ask me this, and I'm like, okay, so answer that question. Like, there's no like wrong thing to say. Well, I guess there are, but usually they avoid those like creepy answers or anything like that. But yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Another thing I get asked as well, I get asked a lot on Instagram is, give me movies and series to watch. You know, mm -hmm. what, what's your go-to movies? Because I know when I was learning Portuguese, I, I, I think I told you before, uh, when I arrived in Portugal, I didn't know any Portuguese and uh, I didn't want a television, I didn't want a telephone, I didn't want a car. But then I watched, I got a small television and I started watching a TV series, Three Men and a Baby. Mm -hmm. you know, and it was so easy to watch, you know, and the language was so easy and it came up with the Portuguese subtitles and this is where I started learning kind of, you know, everyday Portuguese, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what, what do you say to, to students who, who ask you, what, what, what can I watch? To, mm -hmm. to improve. So this is, I know some people are not going to agree with this. I almost don't even agree with it. <laughs> um, uh -huh. I have started telling my students to watch reality TV because uh -huh. those, the people on reality TV are not <laughs> going to be talking about like rocket science or anything. It's just going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> the same, like, kind of predictable situation, like, this person went behind my back, and now I'm upset with them because they blah, 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 and it's, like, it's, like, a little overdramatic, but also kind of predictable and stuff, yeah. um, and I've been, I've actually recommended uh, for my, my Russian student to do this. And he he's now watching that stuff, and like we can talk about what happened in the episodes. Like, did you see in this episode when the person did this? And he's like, oh yeah. And then they will like my student has like brought up the fact that hey, you know they actually use this this vocabulary term pretty often. Like they actually uh -huh. they use this idiom or whatever pretty often. And I'm like, yeah, uh, that's. That's mm. something that we say on a regular basis. Um, mm. But yeah, usually mm -hmm. I tell them like reality TV or I just, I ask them like, what kind, what genre do you like in the first place? Um, yeah. But then a lot of people, I feel like the biggest default series for people to watch are um, Friends. 
Everybody yeah, watches yeah. Friends. Everybody, everybody. Everyone loves Friends. But, you know, I'm just, I don't, I've never really been a Friends person. I've never really been. I'm more of The Office. I like The Office a lot better. Um, but really. everybody likes Friends. Um, what's the other one? Big Bang Theory. And Boy. maybe How I Met Your Mother. I think those right, are the right, ones right. that all of my students tell me that they love. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I saw a comment there. Someone says to, to watch something in your own language first and then watch it in English so you, mm. I guess, so you, so you know what's going on. Interesting, mm -hmm. huh? Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how good that would be to kind of translate all the, all the language, you know, the, you know, the feelings mm -hmm. behind the words and stuff. But that's quite an interesting one as well. Mm -hmm. I did that when I was watching, there's this, so you were talking about Portuguese earlier, there's this one series on Netflix called uh -huh. 3%, mm -hmm. um, and I, the first time I watched it, I watched it with, um, I think I just watched it with the English dubs, and then the uh -huh. second time I watched it was with um, the original audio, but English subtitles, and uh -huh. then... The third time that I watched it was just with no subtitles, or maybe it was just with the Portuguese subtitles. And uh -huh. the fourth time, I've watched this like a ton of times because <laughs> I have a terrible memory and it's like new every time for me. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, um, when I, I moved from Portugal to Spain and uh, I thought, right, I'll do the same thing and watch Spanish television and I'll be able to pick up the Spanish language, you know? And I thought, oh my goodness. The Spanish language was just like one long word, and I couldn't make oh, yeah. head or tail of it at all. You know, the, mm -hmm. I think they said that the Portuguese language was, was quite slow, but the Spanish language was so fast. You know, so I, that I started doing that as well. You know, you know, looking at the subtitles and just to try and break it into word by word. You know, especially mm -hmm. in the south of Spain, they, they speak so fast. You know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I've tried doing it with Thai television as well, but yeah. Oh gosh, I remember watching some Thai, oh. um, some kind of Thai uh, soap opera. And I was with a friend and we had no idea what they were talking about, but we just started guessing what they were talking about. Like if somebody threw their hands in the air and just be like, what the heck, what are you doing? Or just like, <laughs> like, being that person's voice <laughs> and we had no idea what was going on but it was really fun like just guessing what they were talking about according to their body language and the context that we saw there it was pretty interesting yeah yeah actually in, in thailand uh, i'm finding that certainly now i've been here a while i'm finding that the the body language is so different to, to what mm. we're used to in, in the west mm -hmm. you know um the kind of when they're speaking a sentence we'll nod our head but they will kind of nod their head at the end of a sentence, you know, and it, it kind of throws me off and confuses me, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of difficult, you know? And they, mm -hmm. as well, when they, when, when they speak English, the Thai language, this is something that um, I'm trying to put through the students where the Thai language, the syllable is at the end of the word or the stress syllable, you know? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so we're having to kind of move the syllables back. We were talking mm -hmm. about fluency earlier, you know, to try and get them to speak a little bit smoother, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of re 
relearning the kind of language, if you like, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is really tricky. Like teaching that that sentence stress so that they sound a little more natural. I have one Chinese student that, like, when he we're trying, I'm trying to like get him to realize the way that your voice should go up and down because usually, yeah. uh, gosh, how does he usually speak? He, I say that he like separates everything into like a a syllable by itself instead of kind right, of like uh -huh. slow. And uh -huh. that is so hard to teach because it's so like ingrained in his ingrained, brain. Ingrained, really. right. It's really, really hard. And we just, we just keep practicing. And I'm like, we're just going to keep doing it. Um, and at the very least, you'll be able to recognize the difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, of course, the, the, the Chinese language is very tonal as well, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they, they're going to have to kind of tone the the language down so it's kind of flat if you like you know mm -hmm. and there's a lot there's a lot of chinese here and they're very very loud and i've been told this because the language they have to kind of really stress some mm -hmm. of some, some of the words in, this, in their syllables as well you know mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. so what's the worst Actually, i'll ask you a question what's the what's the piece of advice you've heard given to a student that you've thought oh no please don't Oh. What's the kind of work? Usually we, we always hear about advice that's good. What, what advice mm -hmm. have you heard that's kind of like, no? Um, let's see. You know, I can't think of anything right now, but I have heard things that I disagreed with at the time that I was list that I heard that advice. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, like there were, I remember when I first started on Instagram, I um, was watching some other teachers that would use um, the student's first language in the classroom. Uh -huh. And like the way that I was taught to teach English was like, no, don't ever do that. That's the worst thing that you could ever do. Don't ever use the first language in the classroom. So I was like, oh, no, 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 this is totally wrong. But then I, <laughs> then I started learning Russian uh -huh. And I was like, no, 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 like, if you need to just say, like, there's some moments when it it's just, like, impossible to, like, get what that other person, like, I remember one time my teacher was, we were talking about, like, parts of the house and prepositions, uh -huh. and she was like, what about that thing right there? And I was like, she, so, like, there's a, there's this right here, and I was like, what, my, my neighbor's house? My neighbor's car, the tree, uh -huh. the sky, the grass, the fence. And I was like, no, it's right there. And I was like, I don't know. I just kept saying stuff that was right there. And, and she's like, the window. And I was oh. like, oh, <laughs> instead, of, instead of looking at the window, I was looking through it. And I was uh -huh. like, oh, my goodness, I'm sorry. I was totally – there are moments like we probably spent like five minutes uh -huh. trying to get through that – concept and i was like oh my goodness you could have mm. just said it like earlier <laughs> like <laughs> so i think that nowadays i i am not so strict about that i'm like hey everybody has their their way of learning and teaching you go with the thing that works best for you as long as absolutely the, the same 
I agree with you. I think, and certainly in my classes, uh, told don't, don't don't speak English. I uh, don't speak, you know, Thai. But I think sometimes for me, I think well, two two things. If if I speak Thai, I know it's wrong. You know, <laughs> and, I, and I can see the students kind of laughing, you know, at, at my accent mm -hmm. or or I've said the word wrong. So it, it kind of gives them the kind of confidence to make mistakes, you know, uh, mm -hmm. which kind of helps. But also as well. We go through a lot of personality adjectives and personality, um, you know, vocabulary, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's better, I feel, to to get them to say the word in, in their language. And mm -hmm. once they've said that word, then tell me in English what it means, you know, mm -hmm. and the kind of, and the kind of explain the word in English. I find that kind of kind of helps, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I don't see anything wrong with them speaking their native language if it if it helps the situation. You know, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. I think you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, as long as that first language doesn't become a crutch. Um, yeah. I always tell my students, like, hey, if you actually do come to the United States and you're working with a bunch of Americans, they're probably not going to know. Uh, what the word is in English or in, in Russian or something like that. They're just going to uh -huh. like, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I would hate for their, like, job performance to suffer because they were so used to just translating something. But, I mean, nowadays, like, translation services are so readily available. I just try to encourage my students to at least try explaining that thing in English first, even if first. it takes a little bit longer than yeah, yeah. it would to just say what it is in their native language. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've had a couple of students who are really, really good in English, but their mind is working so quickly that when mm. they're trying to speak, Thai comes out, you know? Oh, yeah. I have to say to them, you know, slow down, slow your brain down, please, you know? And mm -hmm. have to pull them right back, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What do you think of technology for learning languages? I think that it's definitely a tool that, I mean, it's 2019. I think that if you are learning, if you're still only learning with books and like physical dictionaries, that's okay. And I have mm. I have a whole library right here of like stuff that I use just when I actually just want to read something. But I do mm -hmm. think it is pretty necessary to recognize that you can get a like this this physical dictionary that I have right here is not going to give me the actual pronunciation. Like I won't be able to hear it. Um, yeah, yeah. I might be able to look at the phonetic transcription or something like that, but. Um, technology is like we are I feel like we are so fortunate to have it and then we need to take advantage of how we can use it absolutely right you know I wish I had this technology you know 15 years ago you know when I was mm -hmm. learning languages yeah. it was so I don't know how so people much. did it before yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you seen those new things those I don't know if they're dictaphones or something you speak into it and it'll automatically translate yeah uh-huh that's yeah, like that the is future. Crazy. That's like the future mm -hmm. has arrived, you know? It's crazy, mm -hmm. you know? That is so crazy. neat. Um, I don't know. I still would be... I Whenever my students tell me about that stuff, I'm like, okay, but remember that Google Translate still makes 
plenty of mistakes and sometimes they're <laughs> like very serious mistakes <laughs> and I'm like just be careful yeah uh, yeah yeah translations and stuff I know. I, you know on, on Facebook I don't know so much now I don't use it that much but you would click translate on Facebook and it would come up with the translation from Thai into English and mm -hmm. it would be something you know the horse jumped over the moon or something you know totally yes. irrelevant to what the actual sentence would Mean, you know? Right, it just doesn't very, make any sense. Uh huh. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to be very, very careful with it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Although, yeah. Um, I, one thing that's quite good actually is this um, Google, you know, the, what is it, the Amazon Alexa. Um, mm -hmm. They have, they, I've been looking at this recently, and they've got language courses where you actually speak into it, and if you get, the, if you get it correct, then it moves on to the next thing, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. have, you, have, you seen, have you seen anything like that? I think before? I've seen some stuff like that. There are a few different applications that use that kind of, that, that concept of like the voice recognition software. I think that's pretty neat. I think that's really cool. Everybody, all my students always tell me that the ultimate test is whether or not Siri can understand <laughs> what they're saying. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. I like that one, yeah. There was, there was a Japanese course on it that I started practicing with, you know, and I was, I got two, two vocabulary correct, so I was very, very chuffed with mm. myself, you know. Nice. Uh, that is really cool. I get, I get students, some students as well, to go on to Google Translate if they've typed something and kind of copy and paste from English to English and click speak, and then mm. it can see if there's any spelling mistakes. It kind of... Yeah, you told me about like, that earlier, and I thought that I had never thought of that before. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Seeing seeing what Google Translate does sometimes is really interesting. Sometimes I just type stuff into Google Translate to hear the funny robot voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I type like really vulgar stuff, but then I hear this robot <laughs> robot talking. Pretty funny. That's kind of like the olden days when you would look up the dictionary for the vulgar stuff, you know. Now you're doing mm, mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. on Google Translate, you know. You know. Yeah, I definitely think people still do that. People, <laughs> I remember once I went to Colombia, and I tell all my students this, and uh, the the people found out that I was American, and they're like, "Oh, uh -huh. okay, okay, hold on, just a second. And then, like, with with as much dedication as they could muster, they just said like this super vulgar word, and, and I was like, uh, <laughs> like I don't know. like what do you? I'm not sure what you want me to like. How do you want me to respond to this? And like, did I say it right? And I'm like, I, yes, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's like a big game for them, you know? It's like yeah. An achievement, if you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, Wait, the native speaker understood my vulgarity. Perfect. Well, I must admit, when I was learning Thai at the beginning, I, I found one Thai vulgar word that I thought, that's quite interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. I, haven't heard that, I haven't heard that many of them in Thai, actually, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember looking up any, any curse words while I was there. But I do think it is... I do think that um, students should learn those words for at the very least so that they can understand if somebody is talking crap about them. Absolutely. There's a, there's a guy on Instagram, I don't know if you know, the Irish guy, Irish teacher. 
he he puts up some of these words. You know, it's quite interesting. You know, it's, you know, at first it's quite funny, and you think, well, yeah, actually, it's quite important. You know, it's part mm -hmm. of everyday language. You know, especially if you're out in that that part. You know, right? Yeah, I want to know if if and when I need to be offended about something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, Chris, we're coming to the end of this. I think. You know, is there anything mm -hmm. you want to to give a message to? To everyone, if you if you could put a message on any of your Instagram posts to encourage students, what would you say? Oh, to encourage students. Um, hmm. I would say your English isn't gonna get better unless you use it. Like, I guess use it or lose it. Honestly, <laughs> um, a lot of people always ask me, like, what can I do? to improve my English. And I'm like, okay, so how often did you speak or use English this week? And they're like, oh, I, I watched something two weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, mm. but that's not enough. <laughs> like you have to use it constantly or as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Practice makes perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. As my dad said, like my, my dad would always say, um, it's not that practice makes perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. And by that, he meant, like, you have to, like, make the environment as authentic as possible um, before mm. you go into that thing. So, like, for my students, I'm like, okay, look, if there's a time limit, we need to adhere to that time limit when we're practicing so that you know yeah, what yeah. to expect. Um, so, you, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Practice perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Okay, Chris, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I have and, uh, really enjoyed this so much. Yeah, yeah I don't always, too. I don't always exactly vibe with everybody. Like sometimes <laughs> I feel like I have to like kind of be fake about it. Like, oh, yeah, wow, that's really so, interesting yeah. or something. But yeah, this right. time I didn't feel like that. That was really cool. I'm yeah. really happy that my followers got to got to meet you today, and that yeah, I got to them continue talking to you. Absolutely, and if any of my followers are there, then please follow Chris as well. You know, I'll, likewise. Uh, leave, I'll leave. I'll leave up this uh, this IG live for anyone who wants to, you know, have a look at it later. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, my friends. Lovely to see you. Nice seeing Hopefully, you. we'll hopefully we'll catch up soon. All right, man. Um, enjoy the rest of All your right, evening man. and have a great week. Have a great day yourself, Chris. Take care now. Thanks. All right. See you. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed that little chat with Chris. He's a really cool guy. I really enjoyed that chat. And uh, we covered a lot of things there. And I hope you've picked up a few things that you could use when you're learning English. If you've enjoyed this, please feel free to share this podcast everywhere and anywhere. And if you can do, if there's a place on, on, the, on your podcast app, then please leave a review. A five-star would be fantastic obviously, but um, a truthful one is more important. So this is Ken. I hope you've enjoyed this. And until the next podcast, I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.